Nikita Koloff, the Russian nightmare, no, the devil's nightmare here from It's Time to Man Up, challenging men to step into their true manhood. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Coming to you from an entrenched barricade deep in the heart of Central North Carolina. Masculine Journey After Hours. A time to go deeper and be more transparent on the topic covered on this week's broadcast. So sit back and join us on this adventure. The Masculine Journey After Hours starts here, now. And it starts with Rodney in pitch hitting for Sam Main. Smooth. Yeah, bring it in. Bring it <laughs> Well, you know, we had, you know, me to pitch hit, but the management also went in and made a trade. David wasn't here last week. Sam's out this week, so we had to make a trade. Did we trade up, David? Yeah, yeah, we definitely. I think it was a pretty good trade, if I have to say so myself. That's what I was thinking. I just wanted to get confirmation, you know. I just want to make sure. Yeah, so we're here talking about be still or cease striving and know that I am God. That's Psalm 4610. It's just one of those things that it's so hard for us to do when we're out there just every single day striving to make things happen for our lives, for our families, for our jobs, for whatever it is we're in in a ministry. You get caught up in the moment. You get caught up in the activity. get caught up in all the things that are going on, and it's just hard to be still and know and those are those things are just so important for us in our Christian walk. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to venture off into some a little comedy with Daniel son. Comedy? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, my clip I know it's going to shock a lot of people is from the Andy Griffith show and the title of the episode is Man in a Hurry. And the the scenario is guys coming through through Mayberry with his car and he's on a business trip. And it's important to him, and he's a big, fancy guy, and his car breaks down on Sunday afternoon in Mayberry. So there's nothing open. There's nothing happening. And so he's adamant to get his car fixed and get back on the road. And so the scene we're going to see is where he's at Andy's house, and he gets a little dose of Mayberry that overwhelms him quite a bit. And so you can play the clip. My right foot started tingling, and then my left foot began tingling. Oh, I've had that. You know what it is? No. Would you like to know? If you'd like to tell me. Your foot's asleep. <laughs> That's what I said. I told you. Mrs. Ridiculous, wasting valuable time on drivel, talking about people's feet falling asleep. That's probably mild. Cora, too. I wonder what causes that. Oh. I have that every now and then. Maybe I ought to go see their doctor. <laughs> no. Come on, sit down and have something, Mr. Tucker. I am not hungry, thank you. You mean the daughter who went north to college? No, 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 Maud. She went west. The one with her father's nose. Oh, of course. Moosey. What about her? Her feet fell asleep, too. Outrageous. Sheer idiocy. I cannot believe this is happening to me. A public utility being tied up like this. 
You people are living in another world. Uh, easy, Mr. Talker. This is the 20th century. Don't you realize that? The whole world is living in a desperate space age. Men are orbiting the Earth. International television has been developed. And here, a whole town is standing still because two old women's feet fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Tucker is, is in a bind like I found myself many times. And yeah, he's trying to fix it. He's doing everything, exhausting every effort. And it's obviously making... Only thing that's really being fixed is his blood pressure is going up, and you know ultimately the end of the episode. Spoiler alert! But if you hadn't seen the Andy Griffith show, I don't know what to tell you. But you know he does fall into the the Mayberry life of slower down and let everybody you know just let things come as they are, and you know it, it always reminds me of the many times that I have found myself like backed in a corner like that and trying to fix things. And, you know, one particular time was the job I was at before I'm on the job now. I found myself, I had been promoted, and I felt like God made a place for me there at that place. And then all of a sudden I found myself stressing out, and the job just wasn't working. And my wife looks at me and says, you're either going to have to find another job or you're going to die of a heart attack. That's just what's going to happen. And... So I'm stressing, trying to find jobs. I'm on job search after job search, and I'm looking everywhere, and I'm a lot like Malcolm Tucker. I'm like, I can't believe this. You know, and so, but what am I going to do? This is all I've ever done. And somewhere that still small voice was saying, I got this, but I wasn't listening very well. And ultimately, when I just kind of let go, when I just kind of let go, I saw an ad, and I, I went and talked to a guy, and I figured – you know, I'm leaving management, so I'm going to take a pay cut. And, you know, I've, I've got this thing mapped out, and God's still going, I got this. <laughs> and, you know, hey, hardhead, <laughs> I got this. And ultimately, when I let go like like Luke and Maverick did, I, um, you know, the job was much better than what I had. It was more money. It was, you know, driving a little bit, and ultimately we ended up moving up here. And then I met you guys going to a boot camp that moved from time to time to time. And Sorry. Yeah, that's right. You know, smoot. Um, but the, uh, you know, ultimately when I decide that it's, it's time to, okay, God, you're going to have to have this cause I can't fix this. And it is the, the, you know, the ultimate, we'd like to say we just skip merrily to heaven from here, but you know, my, my path has potholes in it and all kinds of stuff, but, when I ultimately listen to God and just let him take care of things, it's the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. He's never taken me through something and harmed me. Now, some of it stings sometimes, but he's never, it's always for my good. And, you know, Beth Moore, my wife used to do a lot of Bible, study, Bible studies with her. And she used to say that her version of that was, I know the plans for you, and you don't. And, and you know, I kind of like that version of it because I don't need to know everything, and he's not going to tell me everything because if he did, I wouldn't go. So, Yeah, that trust that we have to develop and let him lead. And even recently, just you were telling us about, you know, sitting down there with your dad, you know, because you guys had a lot of time to spend. It seemed like that was a very much a time of be still and know that I am God, and you guys just had – 
a wonderful talk where you've learned a lot of things you didn't learn before. Yeah, and a part of that was, you know, we did Word of the Year, and my word was beloved. And so, you know, we always think, you know, is my dad proud of me? Or, you know, do, did I do my dad good? Well, my dad just out of the blue, he says, son, I'm proud of you. And you were sitting there, and I'm going, okay, we're having a big God moment here. You're going to have to give me a moment. But, you know, and he begins to tell me things about his life that he didn't know that he turned down choices. But he said, you made those choices and you advanced your career. And he said, you, you've done well in, in lots of different aspects. He said, and I'm so proud of you. Isn't that great when we get that? And it's not just an affirmation. It's an affirmation from the father, the one who knows, the one who is there through everything, the one who grows you and you know has put a lot into you and has seen you become your own man. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful story. Thank you, Danny. Appreciate that. You're first on the second shelf. Hey, I'll take the first on the second. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So, men, just keep thinking about those things that, you know, God has done in your life when you've allowed him to do it rather than you taking charge and taking control. So, David, since you're here this week and you have a clip, you're just knocking it out of the park this week, man. So bring it. Okay. Um, so this, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I'm supposed yeah. to go to. I uh, see. That's yeah, why I'm supposed see, to go to Andy first. A, I don't I know. Want to steal Andy's line. I know the the mic was over there, and I was like, oh, oh, "Only I'm hit you guys." We got a, a double feature on Bruce Almighty, we, we and yeah, yeah, mine we're is going to do Andy early. first. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is from uh, Bruce Almighty. Um, this is where Bruce meets God, and they go through the. Um, you know, uh, God reads his mail or actually his filing cabinet for him, and he he really gets introduced to God, and, and it's God's um, kind of an interruption for Bruce because Bruce has been trying to do it all. That's what we've been talking about. It, it, Bruce has been trying to do everything on his own, his career mainly. That was his big focus. He had to have that, um, you know, that news desk job that he really wanted that somebody else had at the time and uh, was doing doing about anything he could to get it. And that's the way we get sometimes. We get so myopic, so focused on one thing that we are our stuff, our idea. Myopic? Yeah, you like uh, that? Uh, uh, Jim Grant. Uh, Jim Grant. We haven't heard. I'm doing whatever I can. Get him in this week. <laughs> <laughs> myopic. How you like okay. That? How you like that, JG? <laughs> Big Jim. <laughs> but but anyway, you get re- he gets really focused on just getting that job and 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 you know his his uh, relationship with his girlfriend is suffering, and and re- relationships with people he he really treats them poorly. So God just interrupts. So him. Keith, he's trying to re- regain respect. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> he brought right. the big vocabulary uh, today. That's right. I'm trying to clean up that act from last week. Don't be so nearsighted. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and play it. The gloves are off, God. God has taken my bird and my bush. God is a mean kid with a magnifying glass. Smite me, almighty smiter. Now, I'm not much for blaspheming, but that last one made me laugh. Are you spying on me? Who are you? I'm the one. Creator of the heavens and the earth. Alpha and Omega. Bruce? I'm God. Bingo! Yahtzee! Is that your final answer? Our survey says God! Bing, 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 bing! Well, it was nice to meet you, God. Thank you for the Grand Canyon, and good luck with the apocalypse. 
You know what would have been a little bit more impressive, though? If you hadn't used the cheesy file cabinet illusion. Anybody with a brainstem can tell that that drawer is being fed through the wall from the other side. All you have to do is find the crease right around here. There is a seam here. Or a hollow spot. Where? Through the drywall and concrete? Okay, that is a good one. That is a good one. Okay, how many fingers am I holding up? Now, Bruce. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord. Hey, if you can't God. do it, man, that's cool. Three, two, four, nine, six, eight, one. Okay. You've been doing a lot of complaining about me, Bruce. And quite frankly, I'm tired of it. Wait, 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 wait. Don't come near me. Seriously, when I'm backed into a corner, I'm like a wild animal. I don't want to hurt you, but I will out of instinct. You haven't won a fight since grade five, and that was against a girl. Yeah, she was huge. She'd been held back. The sun was in your eyes. Oh, the ego. In a way, I brought you here to offer you a job. A job, my job. My job. You think you can do it better, so here's your chance. When you leave this building, you will be endowed with all my powers. Yeah, wouldn't that be a trip if, if all of us who thought we could do it so much better than God actually got the opportunity? Um. And I, and I think that's where we are again. I, I, I mentioned it earlier, but just this idea of you feel like you're on your own at times, and and you you've got the gospel, you've received Jesus, but you still feel like my, my my life's my responsibility. And you can read, you know, Proverbs three, five, and six, and trust in the Lord all you want, but there's still a a, a, a control that I think that control was transferred at the day of the fall where man began to take control of his own life instead of, you know, surrendering to God. And we've been taking it back ever since. And so you surrender it, and then you take it back, and you surrender it and take it back. Is that myopic? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's myopic. It's my view. It's myopic. (laughs) Whose opic is it? I'll never use that word again. <laughs> Just going to delete that. Robbie's ready again. to run that one right into the ground, isn't he? <laughs> never use a word out of the uh, basic dictionary. But Welcome to the yeah, national journey. Right. Now I know how Jim feels. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, this really became fresh recently. I mean, and I mean, this is a message that you get from the masculine journey, and it's really the message from the Bible and I feel like I've grown in this area some, but I'm just like all, you know, there's a lot of taken back, you know, given control and then taken back. And there's there's part of it that it, you really have to walk with God because there is responsibility for us. We're not just always to say, leave it up to God and that's it. Mm-hmm. We are... Uh, we are in union with him. We are connected to him. We are part of the vine. There is our responsibility and there's his responsibilities. So that's where I think sometimes we get confused. But recently, as some of you know, my, my mom passed away right before Christmas. And during that same time, I was going through a bout with kidney stones. And I was all finished up with the kidney, kidney stone surgeries. But mom passed on Monday. On Tuesday, I had to go meet the pastor and but before that, I had to go get my stent taken out from my kidney stone. And what that does sometimes is, is cause your uh, bladder or whatever to go into spasms, probably telling you more than you want to know. But it really hurt. It really hurt bad. And I'm trying – I'd gotten back from meeting with the pastor, but I had 
to do the obituary, several other things. My daughter was helping me out and stuff, but I had still had a lot to do, and I was dying. I mean, I was in pain, and I took the pain meds. I took some muscle relaxers. Nothing was happening, and I was like Bruce in a way with my pain. I was like I was all over the place. I could not get comfortable pacing, and I felt like God said, be still and know that I'm God. I know he said it. He said it. So I went, and what do you do whenever you're told to be still? I went and lay down on the bed. I'd called the doctor and let him know that I had pain. I didn't have the strongest pain medicines or whatever. So I'm laying there, and I get a call back. Well, I had fallen asleep and relaxed, I guess, and all. Well, the doctor called back and said, yeah, you know, we're calling you back. And I realized that when I woke up, I had no more pain. No more pain. And I, did, I haven't had any pain really since then. Awesome. And so it was really a, 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 a lesson of be still. I mean, it was got me through the pain situation, got me through, you know, the funeral and all that. But uh, God is so good because I truly believe it's just a more of a lesson of, you know, quit trying to handle everything on your own and be still. And, and you know, that be still can be, you know, that situation where I just had to lay down and be, you know, I need money for a bill and I just, you know, say, God, I trust you in this, whatever it may be. Um, it's family situations. I've seen him move incredibly in relational issues all throughout my family, and it's just amazing. And it's just because I feel like I'm trying to be a little bit more still. Uh, just another point on that is is just the whole thing. I think, David, your word is patience, but I don't rush into things quite like I used to. I used to be horrible about just taking action. And I mean, that's what we're talking about here. But anyway, praise God. Thank, thank, I thank him for um, moving in my life as he has. Yeah, I appreciate that, Andy. Thanks for sharing. That's, you know, big time in your life. And when it smacks you upside the head like that, because mm. completely unexpected, you're in the middle of Christmas season. There's all kinds of other family things going on, and that can really gone mm -hmm. really bad for you and put yeah. you in a bad place. Yeah. But trusting is yeah. it's a huge part of the Christian walk, mm -hmm. and you absolutely did that and allowed God to step in and fill the mm -hmm. void that was definitely there. Yeah. Thanks. And now the rest of the <laughs> Bruce Almighty montage tonight. I mean, it's just saving the best for last. It's okay. <laughs> we just call it what it is. Um, so, you know, looking at, at this when we were talking about the topic of what this week was and, and really focusing back on my word of last year of relinquish um, was really letting go and surrendering, which we've all kind of talked about throughout our clips. So this comes from Bruce Almighty. This is actually fast forward through the majority of the movie, and this is towards the end of it. And this is where he really breaks down and, and just, you know, surrenders everything to God. So we'll listen to it, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit. goes back to you know where god finds us in our brokenness um and ultimately for me i know i say this that i've said this prayer 
you know, back when I was going through, if you follow along with some of my story, all of my issues that I was having with my daughter and everything was like that in the very beginning of uh, me coming uh, around and hanging around with my band of brothers. Um, but I mean, I just said this prayer probably last week too at work where I just said, you know what? I surrendered it all to you, God. Like I cannot figure out how to fix this and only you can. And and that's really what, in in my opinion, what the beast deal comes for me personally. So, you know, if you're out there wondering, you know, how am I going to fix these things that's going on in my life and everything, I, I urge you and encourage you just to stop, let it all go. And, and I promise you, it might not be the thing you think it's going to be. Uh, it might be a, you know, pumping the brakes or slamming hardcore on them like it was for me, but either way, God will move in, in your life in a way that only he can. Yeah. And I just get a lot of, uh, I don't know what it is, encouragement or just hope or what it is. But when you see other examples and I, I just can never get out of my mind, Harold being this little Tasmanian devil whirlwind in his office physically kicking boxes. He's a kickboxer in his office. He's gets so mad. He's just kicking boxes in there. I just, I, he's such a mild mannered man at this point in his life. You know, zipper merging is even comfortable for him now. Are you, have I, have I gone too far now? I don't Harold? know. That, that, that head spin around was pretty quick. <laughs> I was going to say, he's like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if I'm ready to zipper merge yet, but to see his mannerisms now and just calm, cool, collected, it's like, you can see the difference in what God does over a life with him. And when you see that in other people and they get to learn about their stories, you learn that we're all in different parts of that journey. And it just allows me to go, okay, I will trust you, Lord. Because that's one of the things that comes to my mind. I think of be still and know that I am God. It's okay. You are God. I'm going to trust you. That's like even recently, um, Things have kind of depleted my bank account, and I'm just sitting there looking at it, and I'm thinking of Sam. You know, he's talked about how his talents and how he's going to use his money and things and how God's worked in his life. And I'm like, okay, same thing. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to do the things that I think are right to do with my money and put them in places that I think would be really good and allow you to work. You know, it's just one of those things, again, it's just – it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it is something that I have to go into it with trust. Where do you guys go when you be still and let God take control in your life? One of the things you got to watch out for is God has a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. And, you know, my word that I got for this year ties into the kind of things that you were talking about the way I used to be. The word is exasperation, and that was the starting point for many of my ills. When, and and I, I assume those things are also like, there's it's a combination. A lot of them are snap. Something happens, I snap and I go. Just I'm exasperated immediately. And some of them are just that slow building, boiling. Next thing you know, you're trying to keep the pressure down on the pressure cooker and the cork pops and boom, it goes. Well, a lot of it for me was I was misguided into thinking that I knew the best thing for everything and when it didn't match up with my criteria, I would blow up and smash things if if smashable things were handy. Um, so yeah, I mean it it changes your outlook when when you say, God, I'm tired of being that way. Can't I drive down the road without being in a stinking fit? I made my wife miserable 
on our trips, yelling at other people and calling them stupid. And did you get your driver's license out of a box of Cracker Jacks? And, uh, you know, stuff like that. So I was not a pleasant person to be around as I now look back and see me as I was. Yeah, we are now. I think it's absolutely an invitation a lot larger than we can even imagine that really probably throughout your day almost every moment is that opportunity to pause and get and allow him in on what's going on throughout your day. I mean, that's my, um, I guess, never-ending quest to, to see how much of my day I can pause and, and enjoy that with him. You know, we, we talked about that in my fishing experience where I was able to catch the, you know, the big steelhead while in communion with God. And I may have told you all the story about when I was shooting at the deer and I got to actually do that in communion with God at the same moment. And I missed, right? But see, we missed. And I can't, I, there's no explaining to anybody how cool that is that we missed. So, which tells me, we didn't miss. <laughs> when you're with him, it's all perfect. Right, right, right. It it was like, this was not your dear son. Um, this this deer needed to live for whatever reason, you know. But we missed, and so I don't have to think. Golly, I missed. No, we missed. And and what a neat thing that was. I, I haven't forgotten that lesson. Um, and, and that lesson may be at work too. That you, you know, we missed here too you know, in this sales pitch or in this radio show that I was supposed to do or whatever it was, you know, it's, it's an invitation that, that I'm going to, you know, be in prayer that, that I will be there and be still and be with him. Did you get out prayed by the deer? I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Danny. I think he was myopic. <laughs> he was myopic about that. Uh, that was Andy's. It was myopic. life or death for him. You know, it was like <laughs> you know, Rodney. I can remember in in two thousand one, the uh, I came to a place. Man, where that's a long time ago. That was a long time ago, but um, seems like a different lifetime ago because I was reeling from the fact that. I was lonely and I had had two failed marriages and lots of looking for love in all the wrong places. And I just came to that place and I can remember the prayer like it was yesterday. Lord, if I've had Mrs. Wright and she's gone by, make me okay with that. But if she's out there, you got to make it so obvious. It wasn't long, but it wasn't long before I met Miss Michelle. And, you know, we met at the end of that year. And, of course, we've been married 20 years now. So, you know, when I begin to wait on him and let him show me, then, you know, things work out much, much better than I can come up with. Oh, they worked out real well for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about Her, for Michelle. No, yeah, yeah. But... She must have been saying a good, very good prayer at that time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love you, Danny. All right. So we've got the, the uh, entrenchment coming up. In January here, 27th, 28th, and then the boot camp is going to be here. Before you know it, that's going to be March 30th through April 2nd. This is the Truth Network.